0: Welcome to Horror Study Hall, the academic side of horror. I'm your host, M.A. Reynolds. It's time to get spooky. Welcome back to Horror Study Hall. This is episode 112, Urban Horror. This will be the last episode of season one. Um, we will be taking a one or two month hiatus. I haven't quite decided yet. Um, I am actually in the process of moving from to another state. So I will need to step away for a little bit. But I do promise that there will be some mini-sodes coming while we are on hiatus. So that you can... I promise there will be some mini-episodes while we're on hiatus. um, Just to give you your feel of Horror Study Hall and to and to keep us engaging with everyone that listens to this podcast. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Horror Study Hall. I have very much appreciated everyone that has tuned in and gotten something out of our little podcast here. So without further ado, episode 112, Urban Horror. Most of us enjoy the comforts of city life, We have the convenience of having everything at our fingertips. Things like food, entertainment, leisure activities. Our medical needs are met easily. We're close to family and friends. We are never alone in the city. There are people all around us everywhere we turn. The emergence of city life and the increased popularity has created fears and new genres of horror the urban horror film. In this episode, we will be exploring urban fears and how horror brings these fears to the forefront. City life has been exploding over the last hundred years or so. More and more individuals have moved from rural areas to suburbia and city dwellings. We have become closer together into a more concentrated community of diverse individuals from all Social, economic classes, all religions, all backgrounds, races, creeds, all in one melting pot in the city. With this shift, our cultural fears have evolved. Instead of being afraid of animals or darkness or what lurks around the corner, we are afraid of our neighbors. We're afraid of crime. We are afraid of the urban landscape. City life has evolved our fears to make us afraid of things like alienation, loneliness, gentrification, social and economic discrimination, and other fears previously not part of everyday lives when we were in more rural or small communities. Cities were once thought of as a celebration of difference a space where people from different backgrounds, races, religions, social economic backgrounds could live and work together in a diverse melting pot. Nowadays, cities are often seen as overwhelming and dangerous. We are weary of the person sitting next to us on the train. We wonder what our neighbor could be hiding behind his privacy fence. We fear crime, even without data to back up our fears. We fear crime even when the data shows us that crime has been on steady decline over the last several decades. We are taught to fear those around us and to become more secluded even though we are living in a diverse and close landscape. Architecture also plays a major role in these fears and in horror in general. It is the Gothic house the skyscraper apartment building, the neighborhood, the mall, where a horror takes place. It's a character in films we watch, in addition to being the protagonists and antagonists. The best horror movies use the environment as a storytelling tool, in addition to just being the setting or background information. This provokes the viewer to think about the world we live in, Encourages us to take a deep look into how we interact with our environment and causes us to consider how we experience everyday lives. Restoration, gentrification, planned communities, etc., can be just as or more scary than the monsters in the horror films that we view. COVID 19 showed us that cities can be the last place you want to be. The more people that you are around, the more at risk you are. This fear caused us to be less willing to congregate. The fear of disease and what the other would do to us caused us to avoid each other, and we became more disconnected over time. Horror films have been showcasing these fears to us for years. They have showed us that we fear being victimized by crime. We fear the breakdown of society. We fear disease. I'd like to talk about a few horror films that have brought our fears of the urban environment to the forefront. In my research for this episode, I came across Candyman in multiple sources. Candyman is a great example of urban horror. The projects, and in this specific instance, Cabrini Green, it is a major character in the original and the remake slash sequel of the Candyman series. The legend of Candyman is directly linked to the urban environment, you cannot separate the monster from the location. They are intertwined with the horror of the monster and the horrors of everyday life. The monster and the urban landscape draw our attention to the gentrification of the project, especially in the remake, where Cabrini-Green has been reimagined as a luxury housing complex, opposed to the low-income housing from the original film. They took what once was meant for affordable housing for maybe some of our more at-risk individuals in our community to luxury apartments for only those who can afford to live above the, the rest. The urban wasteland of Cabrini-Green, with the graffiti, unsafe and unclean living conditions, they feed into our fear of the city. Cabrini-Green is a great example of horror using the city as a character and as a fear Take a, just take a moment and think about Candyman, if you've seen the film, from the graffiti to the way the characters interact with each other, especially the first one, where we have a more well-to-do white woman coming to an area where she may not be considered welcome, where she is seen as a threat, to talk to those who live in poverty, who experience the real fears of the city, discrimination. Unjustice. Non-affordable housing. This film is a great example of why we have started to fear the city so much. The urban wasteland is terrifying with criminals, murderers, and drugs. There is no social control in this landscape. The authorities do not care when they're first contacted about the the murders or disappearances of Cabrini-Green in the original. And that is due to the race of those who are missing. And you can see this in everyday life. How often do we see a missing child notification on the newscast when it is an African-American or black child, as opposed to a white child? This film brings a lot of our societal fears front and center, and also fears of the city, fears of crime, fears of being hurt just by walking down the street. Take a look at this movie next time you watch it and really think of it from that lens to get a great view on how we view society today. Another great example are the movies Wreck Rec and Quarantine. Wreck um, is the original I believe Spanish version, Quarantine is the American remake. Um, These films are still set in a skyscraper, an apartment that is quite large. These movies provide fears of the skyscraper and disease in an urban environment. They show us the dystopian landscape of city life, the security systems put in place in the apartment building that are meant to keep residents safe end up turning the building into a prison. The inhabitants are trapped with an unknown disease with no escape, no hope for release. Isn't this quite telling? It kind of leans into the COVID-19 pandemic where we're all trapped in locations and not able to be around each other. In this instance, individuals who reside in the apartment building are trapped together to fight off or endure this this disease that is taking them one by one paranoia and distrust build in this movie to cause a bad situation to become even worse this paranoia and distrust in both of these films mirror our own paranoia and distrust in our everyday lives with our neighbors co-workers and those around us do we trust our neighbor do we trust that stranger on the plane Or do we fear the worst when we're walking down the street, riding in the subway, taking an an Uber to a location? Are these fears embedded into us, or are they part of what we have been taught? Another great example is the original Poltergeist. We see the horrors of planned community life. Now this film replaced the typical haunted house, Gothic mansion with the suburban home. Poltergeist shines a light on the exploitation of land by builders and developers. It showed how many developers have no respect for ancestral land or historical past. How these planned communities can come in and take a section of land that may have been sacred either over a millennia or sacred as in the case of Poltergeist as a cemetery and gave no respect and no regard to those who were there before and only saw dollar signs and what they could do with the land. This is something we see quite often in our current landscape where profits override what is right. The urban horror film, really brings our our horrors uh, in the city front and center. A really recent example is Evil Dead Rise. Now, Evil Dead typically was a franchise that occurred either in a cabin in the woods or back in medieval times with Army of Darkness. In Evil Dead Rise, the fear was taken into a city landscape where our protagonists were in an apartment building and found the Necronomicon and unfortunately resurrected demons. This movie challenges the family. There's no father in this movie. The father is absent. We have a single mother and some children. We have an aunt who is visiting them, who has been estranged from the family for reasons I'm not going to go into. I don't want to spoil this movie too much. And They face these fears together as a family unit where they're trying to preserve the family as opposed to letting those outside forces come in and destroy it. The building in this movie does play a major role. The building is very creepy. The family is going to be evicted. And this is another common fear we have in the city and everyday life, especially now where affordable housing has become more and more Um, where affordable housing has become pretty sparse, where it's really hard to live in an apartment or a home without having multiple families there or multiple roommates. Now, I was inspired to do this episode because I read um, an article up on JSTOR called Places of Horror, Fincher's Seven and Fear of the City in a recent Hollywood film by Stephen Massick. Apologies if I said that name incorrectly. Seven is one of my all-time favorite horror films. It captures the despair and horror of city life in a captivating way. Seven shows that the urban landscape is a nightmare. The city is unclean. The inhabitants of the city are indifferent to what is going around around them. It is very nihilistic. The city is portrayed as a breeding ground of crime, moral chaos, and bloodshed. The city in Seven is a cesspool of the worst that humanity has to offer. When I talk about my favorite horror movies, um, I often come back to Seven because of the way the city was portrayed. I will forever have the images from that movie ingrained in my mind. The set design in that movie is some of the most incredible set design I have ever seen. It's very believable from the sloth victim with all of the air fresheners hanging from the ceiling, the grease and utter despair that is in gluttony, the excess that is seen in um, gosh I just lost the one I was thinking of the model one where she cut off her nose I believe that's vanity or pride it just really speaks to how we live our lives day to day in a city landscape when you think about a city what do you think of? are you thinking of crime? are you thinking of an urban center where you can build and retain relationships. What is it about the city that makes us so afraid? Now, many films in the horror genre and outside of the horror genre show middle-class white men having to fight their way out of the inner city. What does this say about our current social status, how we interact with each other? Is it really about one race or one class versus another how does horror show us what we really feel just something to think about when you're watching your next horror movie especially one set in the city um some other great examples are dark man escape from la and escape from new york even the batman franchise has a commentary on city life and what we think about it the dystopian anti-cultural life that we we lead the commercialism all of these films draw back to the same themes dawn on the dead is a really great example of a commentary on commercialism it's talking about the mall as a cultural center and all of the individuals who have met their demise to the zombie plague have returned to the mall because that's all they know. They're not there to hunt for people because at the time they didn't know there was any living beings in that building, but they return because that is what they know. What does this say about society as a whole? Now, um, a film that isn't really Set in the city, but does have great architecture and an analogies is alien. The alien is adapting to its landscape and becoming part of it as the Nostromus. The alien is an extension of the architecture. It is part of the ship. Now, while this isn't part of like a city fear, it does lean into architecture, which is most often can considered to be part of a city. Another good example is The Midnight Meat Train. It's a really great short story by Clive Barker. If you have not read the Books of Blood, I cannot recommend them enough. I recently just finished them myself. Um, The movie Midnight Meat Train with Bradley Cooper shows, again, the separation in a city, how an individual becomes so isolated from the city, yet they are doing some horrific things to preserve the city above them. In closing, I would just like to say that urban horror is a fairly newer um, genre of the horror film space. I highly recommend that you check out the article I mentioned, Places of Horror, Fincher 7, and Fear of the City in recent Hollywood film. It's quite lengthy, but it's worth a read. I also highly recommend that you just think about the other themes in horror films as you're watching them and just think about how they make you feel, how they represent your everyday life. Horror has so much to say about us and what we experience. Thank you so much for listening to Horror Study Hall. This is officially the end of season one. I'm really grateful that you have come along on this journey. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Horror Study Hall on Instagram and Twitter. Listen to us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to rate and review to help us get our voice out there and let others know about this podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in and I will see you again soon when I post some mini episodes and we'll be really excited for season two to start in July of 2023. Thank you so much and stay spooky, my friends.